Hey, how's it going? What's up, Magoob Toys in the house? <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. No, no, you're good, man. Hey, I let's just real quick your work. I just saw the video that you spliced together from DKE. The video is so funny. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I love watching when he does those releases. And uh, there's always so much good content that comes out of that stuff, whether it's just like sound bites that people are, are saying or, you know, facial expressions. So um, working with, uh, I don't know if you've seen Chicken Burger Disco and the stuff that he does. So yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's another toy maker, but he, he puts together these videos. And I've been working with him for a little bit. He just reached out, I think, after the last uh, Decon uh, or DKE uh, was part of. And he's like, hey, man, I'd love to make some videos for you. Like, do you mind if, you know, I start putting some stuff together, if you send me some logos? I'm like, man, if you want to do that, like, by all means, I'm, I don't have money to pay for stuff, but I can supply you, you know, I can give you the toys. So he, he had done something um, that you'll probably see if you watch the, the, uh, the, the DKE kind of event over the days. He's put together some videos. So there's a bit of a reference to I love that. My favorite part in that video you cut together is there's a guy with glasses. I don't know who that is, but all you see is he's like, that's disgusting. Yeah, Scott Cherry. It is so I'm funny so to have that like little clip of him saying that in the middle of nowhere. So let's talk toys, man. Like, when did you start? When did this all begin for you? What made you start the bootleg art toy world? Maybe back in in 2018, there was an idea that came to mind. I was uh, working my my day job in advertising, and I think I started noticing people like uh, the Suck Lord or Suckadelic um, and the stuff that he was doing. And there was an idea that I had in mind that I wanted to do. And again, I, I never really understood that people were making bootleg toys. Like you kind of see the stuff when maybe, you know, you go down to Mexico or something, which I've never been to Mexico, but you see the, the Mexican bootleg stuff or you see, you know, the, the Polish stuff uh, that's been done with the, I think it was Uze series. So I'm like, you know, I, like there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to mash up. I wanted to do a Star Wars thing. And then there was a, a local grocery uh, chain here that does uh, generic branding. And I'm like, well, you know, what if there was this generic line of, of Star Wars figures? So, you know, this line, um, this space movie figure line from yeah. 2018. Um, yeah, I could have done one figure, but I, I did all all 12 of them. Uh, so the first 12 that were released by Kenner. Uh, so, you know, coming up with the names for them and then obviously, you know, trying to recreate, you know, uh, the, the look of that generic uh, grocery store chain that was up here. Um, that was the goal. So yeah, 2018, I kind of, you know, for maybe the spring of 2018 to, um, uh, you know, maybe a few months later, I got laid off around that period of time. I think it was in the fall of 2018, I got laid off and I was just like, yep, I'm going full in and I'm going to produce these things and, and put them out there. So I think it was like by, uh, by January of that or January, 2019, it was like, I put out 96 figures, you know, that set a series of 12, eight each. And, you know, the, the sales kind of happened and they trickled and then, you know, there were a few people that bought full sets and I was just like, man, maybe this is a thing. Maybe I can, I can do this. I'm still not making money at it, but, you know, maybe a, a good side project to, to keep going with. 
Hey, that's good to hear. I'm only about a year into this. So it's good to hear that you're three years into this still not making money. Like I thought something was wrong with me. Nah, I think there's like, and I, I don't know enough about like the big players uh, that, that are making money, but I think, you know, obviously like the killer bootlegs probably making an, a, a, a somewhat okay living with it. Um, maybe, maybe the suck Lord is, but I don't think a lot of people are doing this full time. Um, definitely not at this level anyways. Like even if I were just to, to add up the hours that I put into, you know, coming up with an idea, prototyping stuff and then doing all the, the hand assembly and packaging and, and casting. And, you know, it, it's actually really only the last thing that I've done recently where I've itemized everything. So I understand, you know, material cost wise, um, what I'm putting into it. And then I just essentially donate all my, my time to it. Um, but then try to, you know, give a dollar amount, like when you want to sell these things, like, okay, well, what makes sense where I, I can maybe not lose money doing this, right? Which I think initially I probably was. Um, but I mean, realistically, my day job still pays more than, than doing this. So it's like just finding that balance. Absolutely. And so you brought up the space movie figures. And I'm super interested in those those things. They're so clean. They're so good looking. And I and then as you go through your profile, you see the cease and desist letter. What was that about? So that was at the end, though. That, that was like, I think over a year into the process. So I, I think the majority of the carded figures had sold. There might have been a couple of stragglers. Um, but it was also what I was doing was doing figures uh, and the packaging, but not the price point. I think I was selling them for $29.97 US uh, for the carded figures. And they're, they're people that don't want carded figures. So, um, you know, to, to give them something, I was doing baggy versions. Um, so just a baggie with a little header card, but the header yeah. card, the, the yellow went in behind the figure. So you got kind of the same idea of, you know, what you're seeing on that packaging. Um, but cheaper, I think I was doing those for $14.97. So, you know, that was going on for a few months and it was kind of at the, the trail end of that whole thing too. It's like that had fizzled off. People weren't buying those anymore. So again, it's kind of down to, you know, the last couple of dozen figures and, and all of a sudden I got a letter or an email. They told me to stop selling them and, you know, it didn't sit too well with me. So, I mean, obviously I wanted to comply and, you know, I, I don't think they would have taken me to court over action figures. But after that initial, uh, you know, processing, you're like, I wasn't scared of, of anything, you know, of what they were saying. I'm just like, well, how do I turn this maybe into an opportunity to maybe rejuvenate that, you know, line that was kind of, petering off so I was actually heading out to uh, another uh, small toy show and I had some of those figures packed up and I'd printed up probably you know a couple hundred of those header cards already and I'm like well I can't throw this stuff away yeah so like can I quickly just run those back through the printer with the cease and desist across it which then you know if I just do a layer of, of magenta across everything you know it, it'll change the colors of everything and actually the you know what ended up happening was uh was kind of special and then you know sold a bunch of those as well i think you know that kind of got people's interest in, in, into that line again and uh you know so the people that got the original yellow versions have have something special you know 
which is amazing. I always like, I'm shocked by the companies that choose to pick those fights. Like a grocery store is not the company I thought would have gone after you. Yeah. Yeah. So, they've, they've gone after a few people. There've been a few people. So this, this chain, and I think there's the appeal because it is, it kind of entered the hipster scene for a bit because it is just yellow and black and, you know, they started their own line of beer and it's that label. It's a yellow label and it says beer on it. And it's just like, you know, not good beer, but you're buying it just because yeah. of the aesthetic of it. Um, and that's what I was going after. I, I like the aesthetic of, of their products. And, you know, you go into that, that grocery store now and they don't maintain that brand so much. They've kind of evolved it and they've started including color photography or, you know, different colors and they've abandoned some parts of it. So it's like, it's super inconsistent. Um, but specifically when they came after me is when they're doing a push to like kind of um, rejuvenate that look. Um, so I think that's probably why it caught their attention. But like I said, a, a year too late kind of thing. Yeah. So let's talk about this new DKE con toy playset thing that you got going. It looks rad. Thank you. Like what, where'd that idea come from? Where are you getting inspired with that? Well, so, I mean, there's the playset, but then there's also, so there were the yellow figures or those, those original figures that I'd done. And then, you know, there are a couple of other things. So you know, getting bored with Star Wars for a bit and then exploring some other stuff. And there's other stuff we can look at as well. Um, but then just, you know, not being stuck for ideas for action figures. I just want to keep doing something that's a little bit different, right? There's even even these guys, um, the, the bootleg, uh, you know, Transformer cassette tapes. And yeah. it was working with uh, the drummer from this band, uh, Cybertronic Spree. So they're a Transformers costume band and uh, talking to the drummer and he's, he's Rumble uh, or Destron, Destron drummer in the band. And they're like, would it be funny to have, you know, Transformers that just don't want to transform? Like they're just happy being in the shape that they're at. So this, uh, this Transformer that just kind of gave up on life and is just happy being in the cassette shape for him. I'm like, yeah. all right, you know, so not, not an action figure and, you know, different from the the other stuff that I was doing. So that kind of led to um, uh, the playset, which is, it's also in some way a, a bootleg. Uh, so there's the Arco series um, figures and Arco uh, from the late seventies. And they'd done a set of, of uh, bootleg Star Wars figures. There was a Darth Vader, R2-D2, Chewbacca, Stormtrooper, C-3PO and uh, like really sought after. So I, I, I ended up getting those figures and then I had seen that they put together a, a play set and uh, they might just call it like space control play set or something, but it was like generic uh, Caucasian colored, like, I don't know if they're spaceman or yeah. skywalkers or whatever they're supposed to be, but there was a the little play set, not the right scale for the figures. Okay. So it feels like they probably had these figures and they found this place at somewhere else and they kind of put these things together. So it's, it's pretty tiny. It's uh, I have one kicking around here somewhere, but I was like, just as an exercise, like, can I just 3d model this thing? Just, you know, for my own, uh, you know, uh, just keep myself busy. And um, then I have a 3d printer. I'm like, well, okay, well, rather than print a, a scale size version, why, why don't I double this thing? 
I couldn't get it quite 200%. I'm like, okay, 150%, which filled my, my build plate. I'm like, man, maybe I can like, you know, mold this thing and cast this thing. Like, I wonder if anybody would be interested in, you know, play sets, you know, people do action figures and, you know, other kind of like little statue things and like, you know, accessories and play sets. And so, you know, I think I, I did that 3d modeling in, uh, maybe mid February. It was like literally, I think a month ago mm -hmm. I'd done that modeling and it's like got in touch with Dove and like there, there was something I wanted to do or I was supposed to do for, for this show. And I bailed on that idea. I'm like, would you be interested in a play set? You know, this thing. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, you know, let's, let's do it. And so I, I cranked through that and uh, where's uh, oh, here. Oh, hell yeah. I know this is a podcast, but when you're listening to this, this thing is dope. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so 150% bigger. Um, it, it had, so there's a, a little a little chair on the real playset, the little satellite dish on the real playset. Um, so I wanted to make sure to recreate those as close as I could. Um, they, they typically break off because they're, they're just uh, kind of plugged into the set and mm -hmm. you know, kick it over. So what I ended up doing is, is magnetically attaching Oh, uh, the smart. accessories yeah so if, you know the chair kicks off then you know just snap it back on with the magnet but also the idea that you know i could create other accessories and maybe like a, a little accessory pack for this maybe it's not a, a radar dish on top and it's you know some kind of other monitor but then you know doing the the vinyl stickers for it and designing those and you know making sure that you know my branding is on the back as well looks great the the packaging the you know I haven't done silk screening in a whole lot uh, like a lot of time or it was quite a while ago since I've done some silk screening so just like finding a guy that can shoot a silk screen for me and um and doing all that silk screening myself every set has a little print in it and bags that are customized and yeah there's all kinds of goodies in that box yeah it was insane to see dove like unbox it and uh just like you you took the time and the effort to make the packaging good which makes the toy and the playset that much better well here's the thing though i, I got to the point and i still want to kind of be in that headspace of you're buying the box and the packaging yep. and the stickers and the silk screen print inside yep and I'm just giving you the toy kind of thing. Yeah. Right? So if you're disappointed with the the resin, yeah. Um, because honestly, like even after casting, I think I ended up casting. So this set or the series that Dove has is a series of twenty. Mm -hmm. I ended up, I think, pulling maybe twenty five or twenty seven uh, total castings. A couple of them were were failed enough where it's like I can't, you know, I can't, you know, bring them back to life. Then a few had, you know, the typical little air bubbles that I went in and patched up. So those are the ones I have, you know, so I wanted to make sure Dove had the best ones. Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely things with that mold now that it's like knowing what it took to get to that point, I would fix. So I'm, the plan is, you know, if these do well, is to redo the molds. Mm. I'll probably uh, tweak the, the design a little bit to uh, use less resin. Yeah. I know, and hopefully um, not not heat up those molds too much because that amount of resin gets uh, gets the silicone a little bit too hot for my liking and uh, and just wears them down quicker. So so that'll be version two, hopefully hopefully soon. Hopefully you know 
they go through them pretty quickly and uh, they find homes and then I can move on to the next idea, idea stage for that one. Which I like, I know those things are going to go quick because when you can usually tell when things are going to do well, when they catch your eye and you have like, so I, the first time I heard your name, like one, I didn't know how to say it for the longest time. So I was like, who's that, like that guy that produces the Star Wars things and people immediately knew who you were, but you also produced uh, the Space Warps. Oh yeah. And they were just... So the, and the idea behind that, from what I've been told, please correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, did your kid like color on the background? No, yeah, well, so the kid, so no, but um, idea coming from a couple of, couple of places. So my girlfriend's daughter, uh, you know, constantly drawing and I constantly am and asking her to, to draw me stuff. And, you know, when she's bored, she's like, what do you want me to draw? And, and that kind of thing. So, you know, really admiring that level of artistry, um, mm-hmm. you know, at her age and just like, again, kind of being inspired by that. And then coming across um, Mark Todd, illustrator, artist, you know, not necessarily a toy maker, but he's been cobbling together things that look like toys, toy-like mm-hmm. things, and puts them on these great, um, and I, I don't know if it's risograph or what, risograph, but a, uh, a printing technology that's similar to silkscreen, but it's it's automated, almost like a photocopier. So I was like, I, I've been starting to buy those from, from Dove, you know, every time they come out. And there was something aesthetically that I liked about that. Um, so it's like, I, I did a quick prototype test of like just, you know, taking a black and white uh, standard Star Wars card back, you know, like finding a color card back and, uh, you know, making a black and white and then just Googling kid scribbles and, and over, you know, laying them over top of that. And I showed a couple of people and like, it interested me, you know, like, fuck this, this is really, you know, there, there's something nice about the, the structure of the, you know, underpainting almost. And then this loose, um, and I think that was the challenge for me is, you know, how do you make it look kind of random, but controlled at the same time where it's just, Mm -hmm. it isn't scribbles. There's purpose to some of it. And, you know, it it took me longer than I thought it would like for how, uh, you know, juvenile, maybe that series looks, probably spent more time than you know a lot of the projects that I work on just to get it refined to a point where I'm happy with it but not look like it's you know generated so you know every every one of those carded figures has a unique space warps logo it's not the same logo you know the placement of of certain elements that might repeat on the series of nine they're still in different places um so yeah that one that one's wrapping up that was the last three Space Warps are at DKCon, or sorry, the last, the set of four are at DKCon. So that's a total of, of nine figures that I did for Space Warps. Wow. And they, and okay, so talk about that molding because those figures, they look drastically different than your normal work. And right. so you have to like, it seems from the outside that you're struggling to make something that doesn't look like the generic figure, but still is the figure. Right. Yeah, so it was going the opposite direction of, you know, that yellow series that I'd done where it's like, it's an exact reproduction 
of those original figures. Yeah. I'm like, how do I go the opposite end of that? How do I make it, you know, where it's still recognizable, but all the details have just been removed and, you know, all the surfaces have been softened over. Um, so I, I've been playing with 3D scanners for quite a few years and I have, you know, a little desktop model and I've played with uh, the Xbox Connect scanner and I know there's stuff on the phone. And I was always using it to try to recreate things that are, that look real, that yeah. are ac accurate, represent. So it's like, it just clicked and like, what I just, you know, let it be what it is. You know, it's a bad photocopy of a 3D object. Yeah. You know, and most of them, I kind of put in the rule of the first scan that I do is what I'm going to get out of it. And then other times like things didn't work. So like the Darth Vader are harder because it's uh, a black figure and that, that doesn't scan so well. So, you know, you have to try a couple of different things to get a good, uh, a, a good scan from it. But, you know, they, they all came out and, you know, there's definitely some of my favorites and I think there's some fan favorites as well of, you know, some of the characters, but, you know, a good tight set of, of nine figures. Um, you know, there was question of like, if I was going to do the full 12 original figures, it's mm. like, I don't think people have interest in, you know, maybe an Obi-Wan warp or a, you know, Tuscan Raider. Maybe there is, but I don't know. We'll maybe come back to it at some other point. I think uh, yeah. I need to walk away from it again and kind of like I did with those uh, that original series that I did just walk away for a bit and then come back to it with you know fresh eyes yeah more joy once you get back so with yeah. all this creating and all that stuff are you also a toy collector like do you watch these shows and buy from other artists how does that work for you yeah um, I've I've been struggling with that a bit I try to uh you know, the analogy of, you know, a drug dealer never does his own product kind of uh, thinking. <laughs> For me, I'm not so much of a collector. I generally just produce or I'll put stuff out there or um, it'll be at the different conventions or whatever. But it has to be like, I don't know what your uh, maybe like inner algorithm is, but it has to be a very good toy that catches my eye immediately or I just don't, I don't pick it up. Yeah. And that's a good point. Like I definitely, if I look at the first figures that I was buying to what I'm buying now, I've added, uh, you know, a bunch of filters visually it has to, to get me. It, it's funny. There was a, a toy that I had recently just seen and it was just the figure. And it's like, my God, like, I love the sculpt. I love the paint job. I love the idea. And then it was probably a couple of days later, they had shown it on a card back and I was like, I'm out. I, I'm, I can't, like, I don't like the card back. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's, you know, I could always take the figure out of the card back, but you know, you're buying the whole thing together. So it, it's funny where it's like one part of that, you know, kind of idea just kind of falls apart again, you know, a good card back can make a, a bad figure look better. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. But it's it's a little bit harder the other way because you know the figure is such a small you know takes up such little real estate on on that card that if it's a bad card back, it, it's hard to make up for a really good figure. So you know it's helpful when the figure can come out. You know you you can easily remove it from the blister. But if it's glued down, it's like I I couldn't bring myself to you know take it apart because it was meant to be you know the one unit. So. Yeah, no, I've definitely put those filters on of, you know, um, you know, whether it's a style or, you know, a, a 
maybe maybe a creator like certain artists like I'll I'll try to buy you know on a regular basis if I can afford it um but it's also just space I, I I'm running out of you know workable space around here too so I definitely have to put more filters on of when I do buy and what I what I'm buying absolutely so I I did one last scroll back through and I saw a figure that you produced and I think I read that you only produced five of them and it's this like uh, multicolored Vader. Yeah, there might have been. So that was a reaction to um, the Hasbro Kenner prototype Vader that had come out. Okay. Right. So there was, uh, there, there was even before that, and I, I can't remember the resin artist that had done it, but they had done, I think maybe the original 12 figures or at least a good chunk of those figures in that multicolored plastic so arms and legs and bodies and strangely enough maybe a year later maybe it was a few months later um kenner had put it that prototype fader so it seemed seemed strange for them to go in that direction um so i I thought well you know let's if they had bootlegged that artist's idea why don't i bootleg kenner's idea to bootleg that idea so the the plan was and i think there were maybe you might be right. I, there were five in the primary colors, and then I'd done, I think, eight in um, metallic mica powders. But the idea was like, you know, break up the five and cast solid colors. And that's what I ended up doing, casting a solid red, a solid blue, yellow, green, um, whatever. And then, you know, trying to figure out the right algorithm, I guess, to make sure that they all had different bits and parts, you know, so were there no two colors the same on each figure. Yeah. And, um, and that, that worked out. I don't. I don't know that I love the the original body that I I used for that figure, but I think as as an idea, as a concept, it kind of worked out. So I'm trying to even think the the name that I had for it, and it was like it was some long obscure prototype uh, bootleg prototype vintage, and it just kind of started repeating itself. And uh, again, it was more the idea than. And the execution and yeah, those kind of finished. Might have a couple more left in the, the mica colored version, um, but I don't get asked for those a whole lot. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know like you gotta like Vader. You gotta like a specific look for Vader, and then you have to definitely be into a multicolored um, kind of aesthetic. Yeah, and a giant one because that was what eight eight inches tall. Yeah, that was that was really big. Yeah, that was. Uh, I might have been eight seven or eight yeah something like that but again a lot of a lot of plastic a lot of resin in that yeah and it looks great i hadn't ever seen it and then uh because i'm relatively new to this whole game and then a guy that i know has bought one and he had the multicolored thing and was like look at these colors because they're they're so vibrant they're so good um and they were it was just such a cool moment to see because like getting your name even further out there in the toy community, even more than it already is, it was just a cool moment to see like a massive toy that was done that way. It was cool. Yeah, that one was, that one was a big one because I think that was uh, seven seven parts, right? Those two legs, two arms, a body, a head, all magnetically attached. So, you know, expensive on the magnets. And then there was a uh, a sword, like a a pretty stylized sword. So yeah, a lot of resin, a lot of parts, a lot of magnets, a lot of um, uh, post, uh, you know, finishing, drilling and sanding. And so I'm glad I did it. Um, 
again, I'd probably do things differently, but it's something I need to fix as well as, as, as I make things um, to kind of make sure that I keep something for myself. Yeah. Well, I see in the background, you have the, the packaging for the 12. <laughs> so the, uh, back there. Yeah. So that's amazing that you have that. So I hope that you at some point put that on your wall. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't even have the figures to go in there anymore. I've sold off all the figures and the molds are done. So I know there's been people interested in doing uh, or, or getting a set of 12 on one card. Um, but that would mean I'd have to recast or remold and recast that original set. And it's like, that's just painful to revisit at this point, like to do 12 brand new molds. Yeah. Um, unless I uncard, you know, the one set of these that I have for myself, I could definitely, or people want to send in, you know, donor figures. I'd be happy to do that as well. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. So we are, uh, encroaching in on that time of the podcast where I like to just give you as the artist, like all the time, where do we find you? Um, where like website, how do we plug you? Also, what is coming up next? We know that you're in DK Econ. Um, what's the next figures if you want to share that you got coming up? But yeah, this is all about you right here. Yeah, Magoop Toys. If, you, if you're looking for my stuff, uh, you can pretty much find me everywhere on uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, I don't monitor so much, but typically everything that I'm posting on Instagram is going to Facebook. So Magoop Toys there. Uh, goobtoys.com for the store info again one of those things that i'm not updating but as there's sets and series that are ready to sell they they go up there um goob toys on threadless.com so another side thing that i'm doing is is always doing shirt graphics so if you're looking for some unique uh magoob styled t-shirts you can find me on threadless um, yeah, DK Econ's coming up this weekend. So I have, you know, the five entries into that, the four space warps and the play set. And, you know, working with Dove, I already got, you know, my SDCC. So San Diego Comic-Con, again, will be a virtual event in July. So I'll be working on that figure. And that's, uh, that's a bit of a secretive one at this point. Um, and then November, I'm, I have that planned as well with DK, DKE for... Uh, what is that? That's decon. But between now and then, you know, yeah, I don't know that I have. Oh, uh, so uh, little dead people, cosmonaut. That that's one that I think people have been waiting for. Um, so I'm actually I've given up on trying to 3D print the original masters myself, and I've outsourced that to um, to a supplier. So I'm waiting for those. Those are coming in the mail. So I can get going on on that. So I need to do original blisters on that. Uh, the card art is ready to go. Um, that's probably probably the, the one that I've been looking forward to the most and wanting to make sure that that one is as clean and as polished and professional as I can get it. And that meant, you know, having to find another supplier for, for clear resin because that's, I think, something that a lot of toy makers struggle with is, you know, you want to cast clear parts and the stuff that's usually available always has a, a yellow tint to it. So I I think I found something that'll work, but yeah, there's never, never any shortage. I mean, I'm kind of surrounded by stuff and you don't get a true sense of, of what my workspace kind of have everything spread out through the house. So as I kind of go through, you know, there's always things that kind of remind me, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get back to that project or I'm going through a notebook or, 
you know, the, the filing system that I have on my computer and it's like, there's ideas. So um, I'll never be stuck for something, thankfully. Yeah, that's good to hear because we always want more Magoo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for getting on this podcast with me. Uh, by the time this airs, DK Econ will be done. So I'm hoping that the people that listen to this picked up your like whole play set and were able to show it and like get amped about it. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that people, if, if they're grabbing them, like what I, I want to encourage and I think what I'll start doing uh, once I kind of get settled is is customizing them. Like I think what there isn't enough within, you know, this world of, of resin toys, you know, people are, are buying blanks of figures, but they tend to not want to customize them and paint them and distress them. So what I'll be doing with a couple of play sets that are maybe some of the offcasts that I have is doing custom paint jobs on them and, you know, maybe creating, you know, little interesting dioramas with them. So I'd be interested to see if somebody, you know, takes it to the next step. It is just kind of a plain gray place set right now, you know, even just doing a metallic coat on, on you know, a couple of the parts. I, I kind of want people to be doing that. And that's why even the box that they come shipped in, I put a, a security seal over the box. So, you know, I want people to cut that open, you know, to make that decision mm. to like take this thing out of the box. It's yeah. kind of like, like, uh, I know they can't see this, but the MTSR robot they had done, you know, there's a full label over, over the flap of the box as well. And it's like, if you want to get that robot out of the, the packaging, you have to, you have to cut it open, you know? So I know there's that level of people want to collect and, keep things mint and package and let's not forget that they're also their toys and yeah they're pieces of art as well but they're meant to be displayed and played with and uh treat them like other toys maybe just a little gentler absolutely absolutely thank you so much for uh coming on awesome thank you so much for taking the time (laughs) 